The middle-aged candy store. The middle-aged candy store. Have a good time. Try lemon and lime at the middle-aged candy store. The candy is sweet, it's true. Though it may seem bitter to you. Wave back at the years, the trials and the tears, the cigarettes and beers, the faces you love, the things, the things you're sorry for. Come in for a spell, there's caramel at the middle-aged candy store. candy lovers. For the season finale of the middle-aged candy store, I thought I would respond to our many fans who have asked for a peek behind the employees-only door. What makes the store run? How do you get all of the candy pieces together with such efficiency? Why is candy the metaphor for your bittersweet prose? Hmm. What makes the middle-aged candy store tick and talk and make all sorts of other unnerving sounds? Well, it may be a cliche, really, but our strength is our people, as they say. Candybot, Old Skip, Dave and Avialania, Medusa, Monkey Paw, and Crystal Ball. And even the Baron. Why, without them, I would be truly lost. So today we present a little peek behind the curtain to show you how the middle-aged candy store runs like a sugar-coated clock. Starring me and my right-hand man of the moment, Zing Bombi, our fearless delivery boy. Sing Bombi! Where is that worthless delivery boy? Sing Bombi! Here I am. How dare you keep me waiting? It's been over an hour. You were just in the store basement. What took you so long? It's 60 flights of stairs from here to there. Do you have any idea how long it takes to get through all the checkpoints? Tell me you didn't forget the binder with all the passwords again. Of course not. That's a mistake that one would never want to make twice. But why does the basement have to be so far down? It's like a kind of doorway, yes. A portal to hell itself. <sighs> Quiet, Baron. I'm talking to Zing. Oh, I wish I could fire that guy. Zing, our precious inventory must be secure. Now take this interregnum and deliver it to the Newton Brothers Pizza Palace. 
Make haste, you rapscallion! I'm on it, your managership. She is so cute when she's angry. I heard that. Inappropriate. Bombi, that's two zaps from the HR shocker. No, not the shocker. I thought that company policy indicated that my previous warnings were sufficient to represent disciplinary... Much apologies, m'lady. I shall scramble on my way and bring this gum to its delivery point. Now, the worst thing about this assignment was that I was delivering a babbling package of gum that would not stop talking. Say, did you know that the future of humanity is digital? Our personalities, even the aspects of which we are ashamed and embarrassed, will be uploaded to the cloud and verified by the power of an unforeseeable number of... I finally got that geeky gum to shut up had to threaten to masticate his entire family. I hope I don't hear another word about the future for a long time. Aha! Uh -huh. This must be the place. Now, where did I put that shipping form? And who might you be? Me? Oh, <laughs> my name is Immaterial, good sir. I am but a humble servant for the very candy store that animates all of our stories. This is a delivery for... Let me see. Let me see. This is a delivery for... Delivery for Figaro Newton. Fig Newton? <laughs> he ain't here. <laughs> a thousand pardons. Is Bigelow Newton here? Big Newton? <laughs> Not available. Very well. Diggory Newton? Dig Newton? He's out right now. Yeah. Out like a light. How about Sigmund Newton? Sig Newton is busy. Very, very busy. <laughs> Gentlemen. Gentlemen, you leave me in a predicament of forsaken options. I am simply executing my duties as charged by Karen, the wonderful manageress who gives all of our pieces their lifeblood and... I'm Officer Marinera, and my colleague is Constable Crazybread. And you, my curious friend, are under arrest. And that delivery will be confiscated as material evidence. I'm sorry. Am I to understand that I am being taken into custody by a character in the very anthology I serve? That's right. We're from City Police Pizza Division. This here's my new partner. He's been rehabilitated after serving a stint in Joliet Deep Dish Prison. Yeah, he did the pizza time. Now he's fighting pizza crime. The Newton brothers are charged with attempted use of an unauthorized topping. Namely, the interregna gum. Oh my god, but what did I do? <laughs> Chum, you are an accessory charged with abetting a felonious pizza construction. <laughs> They were going to chop me up and place me on a pizza? But I'm anthropomorphic. Kid, your best bet is to come clean. Spill the beans and maybe we can cut you some slack. <laughs> now, who sent you? Karen! 
our gracious host and fearless leader. You mean one of those women with a haircut that wants to speak to the manager? No, no, no. The woman who is the manager. Manager of what? The middle-aged candy store, good sir. Her. Why am I not surprised? Uh, Them two have a history. Don't ask. You mean Marinara and the manager? I said don't ask. Unless, of course, you'd like to spend eternity locked up in a cell with the interregnicum. Hmm? I'm a material witness. I am evidence. This is the beginning of a new era for pizza. A time of transition from analog pizza forms to a new digital pizza conception. Conceptual toppings. Kabbalistic crust. Humans will literally be consuming digital metaphors. It's another step on the trillion-year mission to communicate... Stop it, all of you. Manager Karen is a goddess. It is her sweet breath that gives life to our anthologies. <clears throat> My fictive constable, it would be an honor for I, Zingbombi, to receive punishment on my lady's behalf. I don't need to know anything else, Sergeant. I'll come quietly. Zing seems to be in hot water. Can Karen save him? And what's with her and Officer Marinara? And where are the Newton brothers? More to come next season on the Middle Age Candy Store. I had to go down and sort it all out myself. The damn gum was sent to the wrong story. Now he won't shut up about it. Oh. And I've left Zing in jail for a while. Just because. Now, here's a happier piece about that time that Candy Bot thought he would entertain us. In the lunchroom. Yeah. Hey everyone, put down your candy lunches. I am going to do a trick for you. Oh yeah? What kind of trick? I like tricks. A magic trick. Aw, jeez. I wish I could do magic. Well, can't you turn men to stone with just a glance in their direction? Oh, right now, that's a great trick. I should really put that on my plenty of Swedish fish profile. Meet all kinds of cute guys with that one. But this is going to be an audio trick. I have three boxes. Nothing there. Here. I want you to look in the boxes and get a surprise. Skip, take a look. Well, okay. Is it caramel? I hope it's caramel. Ooh, not quite, but just as good. Mint kidney punches. Mmm. Okay, next box. How about Dave and Avialania? Wait. What are you doing? Jumping jacks, oh, robot. There is too much candy. At the store, too much candy. At the middle-aged candy store. We are 
fat supermodels now. Too fat. Now we must drink water and exercise and avoid, avoid candy, candy and, and not eat any do treats. Not eat any treats. <laughs> then we can be supermodels again. And quit the candy store. The middle-aged candy store. The middle-aged candy store. Okay, gnomes, would you like to try? boy we get to look in the box and get PCP! Uh, I mean, candy! It's invisible chocolate! The richest chocolate around! Congratulations. Next, the candy salesman. Fine. Where's the box, then? That's the trick. What? I told you what's in the box. You told? Rewind. Rewind two minutes. Nothing there. Nothing? Oh. That's the trick. Oh. <laughs> Wait, but look in the box. Look! There's a false bottom. Look! It's, it's naked, naked giraffe, giraffe candy, candy, the, the best, best candy, candy of all. So I fooled you twice. So I fooled you twice, and you are still happy. In effect, three tricks. You are welcome. And finally, a very personal piece that we initially opted not to use because we felt it imposed on the privacy of our employees and characters in a way that was not fair to them. You see, we at the middle-aged candy store care about our employees and characters and try to treat them like family. With that in mind, we have changed our position. And now... Here is this very personal and embarrassing segment. Emotional Support Animals. Uh, is this the Talking Animal Support Group? It is. Welcome. Please find a seat and make yourself comfortable. Let's all introduce ourselves so we can get to know each other before we bear our deepest secrets. I'll go first. I'm Bithel Toots, your host and facilitator. And joining me today is... Woof! My longtime colleague and friend, the littlest hobo. I don't think I have a name. My owner calls me Bad Boy. Okay. Bad Boy. It's great to have you here. And I'm Bunkford. My, uh, I guess my ex-owners, they called me Bunky, but I'm out on my own now. That's great, Bunky. Bunkford. So, this is a place where we can all share our feelings work through our problems, and support each other as we navigate towards a new place of learning and empowerment. 
Who would like to go first? How are we all doing today? Well, I'll go first. Uh, I don't know about all of you, but uh, I'm still living with my owner. I try to be good, but I just don't seem to be able to do it. I guess I'm struggling today. Oh, that's okay, bad boy. We're all working at our own pace. A little as Hobo. Uh, how are you doing today? Woof! A little apprehensive, but excited about the future. Very profound. Thank you, littlest hobo. Now, uh, Bunky? Bunkford. Bunkford? I don't know. I guess I'm, uh, I'm angry uh, at those years I wasted running around with those idiots. Uh, all that time I could have had. And they just kept me around like a pet when I could talk. And I could think. I could feel. I could, I could have been my own monkey. And, and I was just a toy to them. Man, I feel that. It's like what we want, what we need, doesn't matter to them at all. Oof! Oh, very well said, littlest hobo. Very well said. It's important to balance everyone's needs in a relationship. Mm-hmm. But I didn't get to choose this relationship. I, my owner came to the RSPCA and got me out of a cage. I was just a pup. I couldn't even talk yet. Why do I have to care about what he needs? My ex-owners got me when I was just a baby, too. And they took me away from home in a guitar-shaped spaceship and flew around having stupid adventures. By the time I got away and went back home, my family was gone. I'll never know what happened to them. Why, well, that's rough, man. Oof! Excellent point, littlest hobo. We don't always get to choose our circumstances, but we get to choose our behavior. Look, can he actually talk, or do you just pretend he says what you want him to say every time he barks? I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Oof! Exactly, littlest hobo. You do get to define your own experience. Ugh. And I'd like to remind the group... That we are here to be supportive. And that means supportive of all perspectives. But how do we know what his perspective is? He, he just says woof. Woof! Oh, see what I mean? Oh, this is a joke. I'm getting out of here. Me too. This stinks. And not in a good way. Uh, hey, Bunky. Bunkford. Bunkford. There's a couple of dogs I know who have a squat down by the railroad tracks. They have some crazy ideas about animal rights. I thought they were a bunch of dangerous radicals, but now I think they might be on to something. Uh, you you want to come meet them? Tell me more, bad boy. Uh, you know, you really should choose your own name. Don't let them define you. Well... I guess it's just you and me, littlest hobo. What do you want to talk about? Woof! Ah, oh, well said, littlest hobo. Well said. And that's it. Thanks for listening. It was really great to have you over. Keep an ear out for a new special in the next few months. And of course, season two. Goodbye and good candy.
Thank you for listening to the Middle-Aged Candy Store, produced by The Gathering. Season finale written by Martin Loomer, Kristen Mueller, He Slip, and Donnie Febbleston. Performed by The Gathering, Karen Loomer, Kristen Mueller, He Slip, Megan Liley, Rachel Perry, Tony Culverwell, Michael Gill, and Donnie and Linda Febbleston. Special appearance by Adam Bailey. Sound effects licensed through Creative Commons. Theme music by Donnie Febbleston, performed by Donnie and Linda Febbleston. Come in for a spell, there's cake.